Welcome back to Brain Body Movement, the podcast for those interested in everything training, nutrition, and mindset. In this special 100-digit episode, we did it live. Now, we didn't go through and answer listeners' questions. We answered questions to each other that we wanted to ask each other. Now, before that, we discussed the work getting done, regardless of how you feel. We brought up an anabolic response study. We discussed AI mapping out your thoughts and dreams. We discussed dreams in depth. And then we got stuck into the questions. Anyway, enjoy the show. You don't have to feel good about it. You just have to do it. The feeling will pass, but you will remain. So true. There's a lot of excuses out there, isn't there? When you uh, got shit to do, especially if you're like hungover or something, you're just like, I got to get this shit done. Like, you could feel shit, but still do stuff. Like mm-hmm. the work doesn't doesn't care how you feel, no matter what. And you can psych yourself out a lot, especially like oh, if you get like shit sleep, like if you wear a ring and it tells you you got shit sleep, mm-hmm. but you have shit to do today, like like no, nah, I don't care. I've just got to get it done, kind of thing. And the, the work doesn't care, does not care at, at all whatsoever. Yeah. If if you've got things that you need to do that move you towards your goal, regardless of how you feel, you just got to turn up and do the work to get it done. That's mm. uh, bottom line with achieving anything. Like if, if, if you, if you wait until you feel good before you start something, I mean, you'll, you'll constantly be waiting or waiting for the perfect time to start. You'll be constantly waiting yep. for that perfect moment, that perfect time. Going to start Monday. Start. Yeah. I mean, classic. It's notorious. It's, it's what we work with all the time. Mm-hmm. People have been like, Oh, I'll come to you once I've got a bit of momentum in the gym. Mm-hmm. Let's go now. Let's yep. let's help get you that momentum. Let's let's start doing the work now to get yeah. you. Yeah, just that you. small little thing that you can move you forward because they're like, I'll start Monday. It's like, yeah, but what can you do today to to move you forward so then Monday's a lot easier than going, no, nah, I'm just going to cut this out. I'm going to start training. I'm going to wake up early all in one where it's like, no, nah, you can just wake up like 15 minutes early tomorrow. You could eat an apple, you know. You can maybe go for a walk like each day building up to it instead of like, thinking that that's there's this one day like monday and and fair enough like sometimes it is good to like restart like with the new year and everything but it's like february february now like and chinese new year is like this week this weekend so yeah it doesn't really matter no it's either like first of jan or like 10th of february this year so it's like it's just arbitrary dates that people put in their head just like monday monday's just an arbitrary day like it's like if you're going to say money just say either now or tomorrow but like even tomorrow i get a bit like come on man. i mean nike nailed it right <laughs> just do it <laughs> just fucking do it mate. <laughs> did, did they not absolutely nail it with their slogan that's i mean a great slogan and so, that, so that, simple yeah that's for like that's generated for athletes and people that are in that health and fitness space like mm. Just do it. Just do what you need to do in order to achieve your goal, regardless of how. Now, if you've got gastro and you're shitting yourself, mm. maybe not. Just hydrate. <laughs> maybe not. Or if you've like got some sort of sickness or illness, yeah, I understand. Mm. But if you're just like, oh, I'm not feeling motivated today, like motivation is something that comes and goes in waves. We've talked about that at length. We have. It's just being disciplined enough of, right, I don't feel motivated right now. I can acknowledge that. I accept that but I've still got work to do and I'm just going to turn up and just give it my best intensity on that day. And this is more of a, a training sense that I'm talking about now. It's, it's, I don't feel like going to the gym. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. How, how will you feel 
one hour from now, tomorrow when you wake up and going, oh, I actually didn't move myself closer to this bigger picture that I am actually wanting to achieve. I think that's a great question or, or reframe to ask is how will future self feel? I think I brought it up before. Goggins talks about his one second decisions, right? Mm. Mate, every time I'm running, yeah, I have thousands of one second decisions. And I know that if, and, and this is a big part of the reason you don't really do this and you've spoken to me about, oh, I don't really like putting it out there. Whereas I like posting about it on Instagram because it helps keep me accountable. So mm. quite often before my runs, I'll be like goal run, goal pace, like goal distance, whatever it may be. Mm. And that's a way of like, if I then don't go and share this, mm. is there some people going to be thinking, did he even complete that run? Mm. Like, is he doing the work that he said he's going to do or that he needs to do in order to run his marathon? So that's why I like the accountability of putting it out there for me because, and I, I will often talk to you. So before I publicly put it out there, I was doing the marathon. I said to you that I was doing it. Yep. So I will go to those close people first and be like, I've got this idea. I'm going to do it mm. and get the, get a bit of feedback from them of like, yeah, that's realistic. You can do that. Or <laughs> you've been like, why the fuck would you want to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, bloody hell, mate. What are you fucking on? Like, Jesus. Get soft on me, bro. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, 100 episodes yes. in the bank. Big 100. Yeah. Obviously, 100 episodes in the bank. Doing it live in person. We first are. One. We are doing it live in, in my house. Brocky's down here from Sunny Coast down in Bradley Bradelaide for my birthday. Yeah. So appreciate you. And it just happened to be the hundredth episode. I know the timing was, it's made to be right. Some things are mm. just meant to be. And this is the way it happened. Um, what I like is that, you know, that I've got that running goal and this is about choosing your friends that you pick your goals with wisely. You know that I've got this running goal, right? And I was saying to you yesterday, I need to build more of a body of evidence that when it gets to race day, I'm like, yep, I'm completing this thing and I'm completing it at a standard that I am upholding myself to. Mm. And when I was like, I want to run when I come down, not once did you go, oh, why do you want to do that? Like, why can't we just spend, you were just like, yeah, no worries. I'll go to the gym. You went to the gym with Elmer yep. and I went for a run. Yeah. It, like choose the people that you share your goals, ambitions with wisely and make sure that there's not a question ever asked and that it's supportive. I think that's something that should really be drilled into people. So Thank you. Oh, that's your support. all right, brother. That's all good. I was like, you fucking do your run, mate. I don't care. <laughs> just, How was just, it? How was just, it anyway? Uh, way Made better. Around Adelaide. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Running in 15 to 20 degrees yeah. and 15, 50% humidity is way better than running in 30 degrees and 80 to 90% humidity. Yeah. Like I, I, Usually once I finish, I said this to you yesterday, I'll finish when I'm back home. I'll finish. I'll jump in the ice bath and I'll get out and I'll still be sweating. Mm. here i got back and I, I wasn't overly sweaty yeah and i didn't have to stop like make as many stops or look for taps as often as what i do back home back home i'm regularly having to get water just because fluid is just yeah pouring out of me here that humidity factor yeah but i might just have to come down and do more runs in adelaide <laughs> get used to it here <laughs> you'll be fucked when you like go back to like sunny coast yeah i know so um kerry that i train that's a marathon runner big part of the reason why i'm doing the marathon she um she goes down to Hobart to do her long runs because mm. she's got the the means and the capability to do it. And she's like running, like completing the six major marathons of the world is her major goal. She's like, I'm now at the point where I'm confident in my ability to complete them. So now it's like, I want to do them faster as I progress through. 
she's like, I'm 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 not doing my runs on the sunny coast anymore. Yeah. So she flies down. Wow. She flies down to Hobart and does three. Of, so she runs four times a week. She does three of her runs in Hobart, where it's like. I don't know how they can even call it a summer down there. It's like 10 degrees, 10, 10 degrees right now. Is it just because it's cooler that she's doing That's it? exactly right. It's it's. I think it's more the humidity factor, to be honest. Yeah, that too, yep. Like towards the end of the run this morning, it was 23, 24 degrees. Now that's typically as low as it gets for me back home. So I'm starting at 23, 24. But the humidity, mm. like from the moment I start running at home, I'm mm. dripping sweat. Whereas yeah. here it took to like an hour, hour and a half in. Yeah. And I'm running along going, this is easy. Yeah, yeah. How good. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, not as humid. It very rarely gets like above, I don't know, 70, 80%. Yeah. Like, it sits like around that 50 sometimes. But like, it stings. Like, yeah. Today when we'll, we walked, we walked, walked to, to get coffee, coffee I said, like, man, this sun's got a bit of sting in it, mate. Because <laughs> we got the UV 13, which is like up there. Yeah. So you can't, you can't be out in the sun very long. Until you start to feel yourself burning like, yeah. at the beach. It's like, oh, after like 10, 15 minutes, yeah, I better put some sunscreen on. And by that time, it's probably too late. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whereas back home, I can get away with essentially never wearing sunscreen. Yeah. yeah like right. very, very rarely do I put sunscreen on back home. Like, I found that in like Europe as well. There are some places that oh, Europe, the UV like, was yeah. just a lot lower. Yeah. You could just like tan all day, basically. Yeah. And the color of your skin over there is. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> we just get burnt. Heel and then yeah. start over. Yep. Um, there is something I wanted to bring up, and I, I feel like it's really going to tickle you fancy. And I've saved it specifically for this episode. Okay. AI. I know you're a big AI, AI man. Yep. Love it. Did you see the bit of artwork that was done with AI? It'd have to be very specific because I did okay. see it won the best picture ever, and it was kind of like had a moon and then a. I know. So this is a different one. They've linked nodes to someone's brain right and they've linked the ai into this somehow and okay. the person has thought of the image that they've wanted yeah and the ai has created the image through their thoughts how the fuck does that <laughs> yeah i that to blow your mind now but how can you how can you think up something you haven't really seen oh man i can think of a painting right now i could think yeah. of a beach sand but you've but, seen a beach you've seen sands i, I know but because like in they're, dreams, they might you know be how thinking, they're like. Yeah, so that's that, a bit different. That was my next thought. Yeah. So my next thought was they could create a movie with dream. Dream. <laughs> well, people do that. Like I do that sometimes with um, what do you call it? Uh, lucid dreaming. Yeah. Like I haven't done it in a while, but I used to be very into the lucid dreaming, so I can control my dream itself. Uh huh. That's a lot of fun. You can fly and all that shit. Like that's so fun. Um, but yeah, it's. I think it would be really cool because there's like a YouTuber that does like lucid dreaming and stuff. He's like, this is what it would look like in your dream. Like if you were to lucid dream and he kind of did this whole, whole video of like, um, not cartoons, just more like animation kind of thing. Pretty cool. But yeah, imagine if it was like full on real life and then the AI kind of just like did a movie and then you'd wake up in the morning and you'd be like, all right, what dreams did I have? And then it'd just be on your phone or yeah. something. Isn't, That'd be pretty cool. Isn't isn't that wild that like you could sleep with something connected to you while you while you sleep and you wake up and you just press play. I don't know. You wake up and go to the toilet. I don't know what people's routines are. Wake up, go to the toilet, and while you're on the toilet, you're just like, what did I dream about yeah. last night? You're just watching your dr dream created through. Yeah, because it's so vivid sometimes. And a good way if people like don't remember their dreams, a good thing is just like writing down what you do remember as soon as you wake up and keep a dream journal. Um, so that's what I I learned. It's just you just keep writing down the dreams and then. The more you do it, the more dreams you have, like 
the more dreams you remember basically and you dream in every stage but the main stage that you do like remember your dream is in rem rem, rem. so it's like yeah you just like keep a journal and then sometimes you do like uh, what do you call it uh, uh you like either tap your finger or just say like one two three four five how many fingers do i have it's like i got five and you do that throughout the day. It's kind of like checking that you're alive. Mm-hmm. And then in your dream, you'll do it and you'll go like one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, I'm dreaming. And then you're in your dream state. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And you've done that regularly. Oh, yeah. I used to do that like maybe like last last year, I was like full into it. And like years before that, it was, yeah, flying is just so fun. Like, <laughs> you were just like, I could just picture just just flying wherever just like down through some vineyards and stuff and then and then and then the thing is as well like you could the dream starts to melt so you either have to like spin around or do something just to kind of like make sure you're not going in the dream because some people just get really heightened they're like yes i'm dreaming and then it'll just start to melt on you and so you will wake up yeah and then you wake up and then if there's something scary in your dream like someone chasing you that's obviously like your subconscious is thinking up stuff that you're maybe afraid of yeah um and you can kind of wish into like things in the dream so like i've wished in like guns and stuff to try and like fight it off but then if you like accept it it just kind of goes away but if it's really scary i'm like wake up wake up wake up wake up yeah wow wow <laughs> so there's two there's two things i want to talk about there's something you mentioned you only dream when you're in rem state right no all states but you only remember the dream in, in rem. rem okay yeah, that's so, what they reckon so the 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 reason that you have such vivid dreams after a night out, right? Like it's the, usually the next night you sleep and you're like, wow, those dreams were whack. And mm-hmm. you remember a lot of them. So I heard the reason is because you haven't got enough REM that yeah. previous night. Mm-hmm. So then you're catching up on REM. So you've had more REM sleep. So therefore you remember more. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's, that's a hundred percent right. And it's, it's the same with like people that do long endurance races as well. And then Me. they just, yeah, well, <laughs> like ultra, ultra. So it's like over days yep. and then they're not sleeping as much. And then as they're running that their brain is just like, I need to, I need to get this REM in. And then you just start hallucinating and stuff. And people are like, yeah, like I haven't slept much and I, I'm hallucinating on this run because I haven't got enough sleep. I wonder if that was Nettie Brockman. It could have been Nettie Brockman. I've got his book. I'm going to have to read it. <laughs> so the pro- the problem with his book, right? There is something I want to come back to on dreams as well. So just yeah. remind me. The problem with his book is I read David David Goggins' book, mm. and before I'd go to bed, I'd be like, "I want to run through a brick wall." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's 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 typically when I read before going to bed. Right. So right. like I can't read something that I'm like, "Let's do this thing." Like stimulation. Yeah. Something. Before yeah. bed, and I'm like, oh, I, "I want to do all the work now." Like yeah. we were talking about doing the work earlier. Like yeah, yeah. all the work, I'm going to do it all right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't feel sleepy at all. Yeah. 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 So I've got, I've got his book and I'll read that and see if he talks about that at all. And they're like, yeah, he's hallucinating he on runs. He, he may do he because hundred K a day. And what he was talking about with his sleep, like his sleep was like hideous, like what, yeah. I, what he documented. So double back to this people. We'll, we'll come back here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I th- I've mentioned it before, but like Goggins, when you listen to his book and he does like the whole podcasting as well, I think you get some good value on that. If you, so I need to go audible, go audible, mate. You get a free month, free credit. <laughs> Use um, my link in description. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the dream thing I want to talk about. Have yeah. I told you about my recurring dream as a young little whippersnapper? I think I think 
you have mentioned it a couple of times, whether online or offline. Okay. So say it for the audience. As a as a as a young little whippersnapper, I used to have this recurring dream and it's from a a house like very close to where I used to live. So I, I grew up in uh, Golden Beach near Calandra on the Sunshine Coast. And I was driving along one day and I just turned to mum. I sit in the passenger seat, like 14, 15. I was like, oh, we used to have dreams about that house, mum. She's mm. like, what? It's like, yeah, that recurring dream about that house. And she's like, you, why have you never told me this? I'm like, why is she being so curious about this? Like, what's going on? Anyway, the house would get attacked by wolves. And then the people on the, the property didn't want us there. So we were trying to hide from the wolves in this house. It was me, my mother, and my grandmother. This is the dream you're talking this about. This is the now. dream, yeah. Okay. And we were trying to hide um from the wolves and from the people that whose house we were trying to hibernate in because they, they thought we were trespassing and trying to murder us so this was a reoccurring dream that i'd have mm. and the goal of the dream was to get me mum, and grandmother out alive mm. and that it would just I, I would remember things in the dream of like that didn't work last time person with a shotgun got mum, and yeah, she didn't make okay. it out alive and then I'd, it'd be like a game and i'd start back at oh, level wow. one and have to go on different Mum had the same reoccurring dream. One of my brothers has the same reoccurring dream. Interesting. Isn't that wild? That is that is pretty crazy. So that's why she was so curious because she was like, oh, why have you never told me this? So she had a recurring dream about wolves. Yeah, and yeah. then one of my brothers, Nash, has a dream about so, wolves regularly. So before you had told her, she had had that same dream? Yeah. And she'd never spoken to you about this dream nah. whatsoever? Nah. Okay, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> I don't know what that is. And then I, I'd stopped having it, so it was like yeah. a case of like, it, w- you... it wasn't a big deal for me anymore. No, I got us all out of life. Ah, there you go. And then I never had the dream again. Complete the game. Exactly. Beat the boss. <laughs> com- com- complete mission. Yeah, that's so funny. I think wolves is like a a theme with people's dreams of some sort of like fear of something because I remember I used to have the same recurring dream. I don't know if I've told like brought it up on the podcast before may have i can't remember but i'll say it you know big hundo <laughs> um at the back of my parents house it's more to the side actually um they have this creek so at night if you're like putting up washing or whatever it is uh you could like look down where the creek is and it looks quite quite scary as a kid so this was like the dream i would go outside and then i would hear like the wolf coming and i would have to hide right by this massive tree and then let's like kind of whimper down, like put my head down and every single time the wolf would come up and he'd be wearing thongs. <laughs> every single time. I'm not, I don't know what that means, but it's it's maybe like you're fearing something, but like try and make a joke out of it to like get past the fear or something. Yeah. I don't know, but it just was a recurring dream every time. And I, I remember telling my mom and she, obviously she laughed and stuff, but it's like, I wonder what that, would have been yeah the wolf is wearing thongs yeah it was so funny and for the american listeners they're flip-flops yeah flip flip-flops <laughs> is that what they call oh yeah and for the kiwis out there jandals <laughs> yeah. yeah uh i've never understood flip-flops no my missus calls them flip-flops i feel like they make the same sound flip-flop like no flip-flip oh. or flop <laughs> or, or flop-flop oh maybe do you think it makes different sound from side to side I don't know. Because they call thongs G-strings, right? Yeah, they do. But would you think it's like the flip off of the ground and then the flop is on the heel? Maybe. I've never looked at it that way. Yeah. That's the first time I've looked at it as well. <laughs> this is what happens when you do it. <laughs> uh, you had a study you wanted to bring up for me. Oh, yeah, I do. 
So this is a study that goes with the whole like ingesting that 20, 25, 30 grams of protein at one sitting kind mm -hmm. of thing. And so back in the day, you only thought, people only thought that you could ingest 30 grams of protein um, and then the rest would just be wasted. Then recent studies coming out showing, no, it's not going to be wasted, but like only a certain amount is going to be for protein synthesis for building muscle. Now, this new study that's come out shows that up to 100 grams of protein in one sitting still goes like 12 hours later of protein synthesis. Does that depend on the size of the human or? No, it doesn't matter. It's it just, it's showing like 100 grams. So they'd studied from 25 to 100 and the 25 gram was like only, it was milk protein. So they had 12 hours of protein metabolism uh, and yeah, after ingesting like 25, zero grams, 25 grams or 100 grams of milk protein. And, that, and the thing was as well, they did a full body resistance training too but they obviously compared each one mm -hmm. and yeah, it was 36 um, active men and they, yeah, they found that hundred gram. There's no, they don't seem to think there's an upper limit to how much protein you can ingest. Um, but obviously it's like feasible, like how much, who's going to have like 200 at a sitting, maybe someone if they have a meal a day, yeah. but for the people out there that are like, okay, so what does this kind of mean for us now? It's just like, well, it doesn't matter as much. Um, if you are only getting like one or two bolus of protein, they still recommend like three to six meals and try and like evenly spread it. Mm -hmm. But it's like, if you feel like you had like um, a small amount, a bit, and you're just not getting that proper protein amount, um, it's better to go above that 25 grams as well. So they say one to two, you could still make some gains. Obviously we still say three to three to six meals, but it's like, I think that was really cool because it's not not getting wasted. It's going all yeah. It's going all to yeah muscle protein synthesis. Now it's all mechanistic data, but like it's in humans. So I'd, obviously there needs to be more studies out replicated with it as, as well. But I think this this is one of those studies that kind of has tipped the industry again. Like it, it came in at so the study if you want to listen like read it, it's uh, the anabolic response to protein ingestion during recovery from exercise has no upper limit in magnitude and duration in vivo and humans. Tremelin at all, 2023. So it's uh, it's one of those studies that we'll look back on and go, well, I remember that. Study. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's a good breakthrough. Yeah. Because a lot of them were only... If, the if, if was, it's replicated though. Hey, oh, if, if well, it's I replicated. Mean, they do have to replicate it. But yeah. a lot of the the uh, studies were only short durations, like six up to six hours and stuff. And that's where people were like, oh, you know, it goes up to six or whatever. And then it kind of just dies off. But like that were more, more extrapolating out yeah. what it is. But this one went for like 12, 12 hours. So that's a good time. Yeah. Just to throw a couple of caveats out there and I'll ask you a question on the end of it. Mm. If you can't, if you, if you feel like some gut uprest or some have some digestion issues mm. let's, let's say 80 grams 90 grams 100 grams of protein because this is up to 100 grams right if you have some like gi upset from doing that mm. probably not beneficial for you to be pushing that upper limit of 100 grams just because you can doesn't mean you should mm. yeah. now do you find you have a threshold for the amount of grams of protein you can have in one sitting without it upsetting your stomach it depends on the food and the protein source as well like I could have a hundred grams away and be no problem. Okay. But if I had like maybe 
I'd be cooked with 100 grams of whey. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm fine with whey. Uh, if I had like 100 grams of like protein, like grams of protein in like a steak or something more heavier with like fats in it and stuff, that's where I'm like, maybe a little bit, how you going? Yeah. Um, but I've been pushing the protein up just to test to see how I go and I feel fine with it. But what I have found is I would have like a meal and then maybe just bump it up with a whey protein shake mm-hmm. to see like how f- felt fine. Yeah. It's like having a milkshake with your with your food. <laughs> so how many grams of most uh, grams of protein would you say you have in a meal? Oh no, I'm I'm usually around that fifty to seventy now. Yeah, and how many meals a day? Oh, three to four. Yeah, depending. Yeah, like a shake if you count that. Sometimes it's a smoothie. But yeah, I'm around that two hundred mark. Yeah, on average. Yeah, I'm the same. So. For me, I found if I go over, and it doesn't matter where where the source comes from, mm. if I go over seventy grams, I'm like, oh, in my stomach a bit. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just by itself, or with other food too? With other food as well. With other food too. I um, wonder how you would go with just the protein source itself, like just eating the steak or just having the whey. Mm. Yeah, very rarely will I just have the protein source on its own. Uh, it's you like don't really. We've talked about. I never have. I just sat down and been like, I'm just gonna have a bowl of pasta. Uh, like, maybe back in the day I, when I, I was like 12 I, I I don't do that now like I look at I look at my meal and I go okay I'll choose my protein source of course I'll choose my carb source yeah. and then I'll design the rest of the meal around that and when I came down here you're like what do you want for dinner I'm like I'm, I'm easy man yeah. I'm like uh, I've got a lot of carbs because I've got a long run tomorrow yeah. I'm like but let's just pick a protein source let's just pick a carb source and we can play around with the rest after it so we just got chicken potatoes bang carbs done then veggies. had some veggies easy yep. And I think I think majority of people should start looking at their plate like that and go, okay, I'll pick my protein first, mm. and then I can design the rest, the whole rest of the meal around that if I like, or just go protein and carb. Now I, I said to you yesterday we decided on chicken, and then you were like, okay, um, carb sauce, and I was like, mate, I'm I could do pasta, rice, potato, like I could do anything, and you're like pasta. I'm like, it's just a, it's just a carb sauce to me, yeah, mate. Like, yeah. but you could do like a. a chicken pesto pasta yeah exactly and but the thing is you got to cook the pasta and shit just, <laughs> mate, in the microwave it's nice and easy had the cooked chickens from from the from the oven there in Woolworths and oh, it's easy right so easy like when when people complain about having a meal prep and this is this isn't exactly a cost effective way of doing it but it's 12 bucks for a whole chicken and you can probably get three feedings out of that yep. so that's like four bucks yep that's not too bad that's pretty good yep and if you were to go like a a couple of packets of rice mm. you just go chicken rice some frozen veggies and you're looking at a whole meal for five to six dollars that's yep. australian dollars just to clarify yeah, yeah yeah like there is options out there but i think people when they say in terms of cost they're not looking at the whole picture so yes it may yes it may be slightly more expensive to eat healthy food but what's the cost of your medical is going to be if you don't maintain a healthy body composition you run into other issues like the, if if you look at the the broad picture or let's say you're carrying around 30 extra kilos and you roll your ankle the damage from you rolling your ankle carrying 30 extra kilos compared to not having that 30 extra kilos is going to be significantly worse so i found out the hard way <laughs> <laughs> how is the ankle you know what it's been swelling up lately i don't know why just a little bit squats 150 kilo squats? No, you know I'm going the deadlift stuff. <laughs> should we bring, no, should sure. we bring that up while Emma's around? She's not around, so it's all good. <laughs> um, how is the deadlifting going? Yeah, de- deadlifting is going really good. It's going. Uh, it's going. <laughs> it's going. So at the moment, just hitting 140. So people out there, my 
my goal is just 200 at the moment. Um, and then I'm doing, well, I mean, I started off in the garage just doing hundreds, like with little Nala in there. Yep. She loves having a little gander. Uh, and then I worked some speed work at the gym too. And then also hit, hit the 140 and it felt good. 140 for five, uh, no straps, not yet anyway. Um, just doing the chalk. So I felt really good. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we'll see how we go. We go next week. I want to get those hook grips that we spoke about last yep. time. Uh, because yeah, I did try the, my six figure straps mm -hmm. and they just, they just don't feel as good. Like, and it takes time to bloody do it. And then sometimes you can get like uneven and uh, not, not about it. So, and I love pulling, pulling. Yeah. Lift. You love pulling, eh? I love pulling. <laughs> um, you know, I use eights. Yeah, you told me you, you use eights. Yeah, the only the only thing is is you can't like get to the top and drop. But in my gym, it's got a pretty strict no dropping of weights policy. So really? the owner would be losing his mind if I was to get to but the top. But you place it down just a bit quick. Yeah, exa exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I use eights, have always used eights. Yeah, yeah. I have never liked the feel of sixes. Mm. But when I first started using straps, the the hook ones were never around. Yeah. Now are you gonna are you gonna hook it? This is good because you can see me <laughs> uh, to the camera. <laughs> um, the hook underneath. Are you gonna are you yeah, gonna have I, it come this so. way or or this way? Well, you'd need the hook underneath, wouldn't you? Well, some people go this way with it. Really? And oh, then and then some then people go yeah, kind of thing. and then some people go the other way. I don't know. I would go. think that that way would make more sense because then it's going around the whole bar. Yeah. But some people like it lining there, and then yeah, they okay. grab on. I and suppose that could, would like if you went like that, it would be easy to drop. Yeah, I suppose you can. Well, it'd be easy to drop both ways, right? You just have to release your. Yeah, we'll have to test it out. Yeah, like 50, 60 bucks or something from Amazon. Yeah, speaking of money and equipment, right? People think going to the gym is expensive. Running long distances, mm. <laughs> running long distances, I have found out is expensive. Now, let's say today, for example, right? I used three of the, the gels on my run this morning. Now that's they're usually three, four bucks pop. So if I'm doing that once a week, that's it's just this doesn't this sounds tedious to people, but that's let's say ten, twenty dollar investment per week. That's the cost of my gym membership just in the gels. Now, when I went in to get new shoes, because my shoes are flat, they recommended that I run with several pairs of shoes. So two to three pairs of shoes and I rotate them at a time. Now, as I'm buying this, is like, how long to the marathon? I was like, oh, it's about 16 weeks. He goes, you'll be back in before the marathon. I only bought one pair. Oh, shit. And I told him I was running twice a week. He's like, yeah, you'll be back in before the marathon. So that's another expense. And those shoes are, I don't know, two, 300 a pop. Mm. So that's close to what, half of your yearly gym membership. Yep. Um, then on top of that, I've had to buy a running belt to con uh, to contain my gels and have a water bottle attached to and have my phone in so I'm not running with that. I've also had to look into things like some sort of thing that I can wear around my neck when I'm home to keep me cool. The the expenses just yeah. going up and up and then the cost of enrolling in the events and running is running long distances and doing endurance events is a lot more expensive than doing than just going to a regular gym. So when people go I can't afford to go to the gym, I'll just go for a run. <laughs> It's more expensive <laughs> <laughs> and time as well like the amount of time you would have to be well two hours uh, 20 this morning yeah longest ever run by the way 
Hey, Ever, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nearly 27 Ks How clocked good. out. So like like I said to you in the car coming from the airport, when I did the first half marathon, I stopped and instantly my brain went, you've got to do double that. And I was like, oh, shit. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> then I did the second. I've done another half marathon since then. And the same feeling at the end. Didn't have the thought. I'm like, okay, so that's improvement. Then I've done 24 and now I've done essentially 27 here. Now, I'm not even in what would I regard as like marathon prep yet, right? That starts in a, in a month's time. What I'm doing now is each run I do now is the longest run that I've ever done. One, I'm, I suppose, hardening the body and bulletproofing the body so I don't run into injury, pardon the pun. But the other one I'm doing, and we talk about this regularly, is I'm building that body of evidence that when I'm standing on that line race day, I there's no doubt in my mind of I'm going to finish this yeah. thing. Like I want to, I want to be standing there going, regardless of time, take the time factor out of it. I'm going to be standing there going, in within five hours, I'm going to have finished this 42.2 kilometers, and that that's essentially what I'm running running for now. So mm. that and that's. Also, why I run for time as yeah. well, because if I run for distance, I'm like, how fast can I run this? Yeah, run yeah. this, run this baby in. Yeah, Which definitely. again, more stress on the joints. More now, you wanted me to update you on things that are happening that I'm noticing uh, in the gym whilst I'm running as well. So far, strength the same. Now, I am getting yeah. lots of people come up to me and be like, "Have you put on a bit of size, mate?" And I'm like, "No." So the illusion of losing muscle. Mm. Uh, losing fat mass, right? Fat, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've, I've got the illusion of losing fat, and people be like, "Oh, you, you're getting a a bit bigger, mate. Like you're putting on a bit of size." I'm like, "Nah, I'm not really." Mm. The the one thing I'm noticing, I've taken out my Wednesday. So my Wednesday training was a bit of a like I would say show muscle training day. Like it wasn't like performance based or function based. It was I'd train shoulders and arms on a Wednesday yeah, just because yeah. I wanted something easy middle of the week. One thing I have noticed. <laughs> Sleeves aren't filling out quite as much. <laughs> um, but other than that, my strength has maintained on all my lifts. Now, that's because I'm eating sufficient protein and I'm eating sufficient calories. Mm-hmm. I've lost about two kilos. So for me to main- be maintaining that strength and lost two kilos, fantastic sign. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that would, in- to me, imply that I've maintained my muscle mass other than the old buys and tries. I've maintained the muscle mass in my upper body and the legs. The one thing I'm noticing is my legs are extremely lean at the moment. Mm. Now, I don't believe or it's not my belief that you can spot reduce fat. But what I'm noticing is that I'm really, really lean in my legs. Now, That this does not equate for the people listening, does not equate to running makes you lose weight in your legs and will make your legs leaner. I think the case is I naturally lose weight from my legs legs, first and my legs are usually always lean. So Mm. it's just the first place where I'm again, losing more weight. The last place I tend to lose it is every bloke on earth. The, the love, the love handle reasons, lower, lower back. Um, and front. Yeah. And then maybe the, the, the stomach area, the, the rest of me is pretty much lean year round, but if I to store fat, it's very much the lower back, like that love handle, love handle region. Um, so I wanted to throw that out that yes, my because I'm assuming some people will be seeing photos of me or video here and my legs are quite lean, like there's hardly any fat on them. 
it's because that's just I don't hold any fat there naturally. So that's the thing. Like some people could be, you know, fifteen percent body fat, but six pack because they're lean in yeah, their stomach, and store it. They hold it in the legs, either legs or back or whatever. And then you're like, oh, how do you get a six pack? It's like, oh, I just don't store much fat there. <laughs> yeah. Do you know um, Matt does fitness? I've heard of him. Yeah. It's, is he the runner as well? Or no, not? he's definitely not a runner. He's not a runner? Okay. <laughs> I have heard of he's him. A, he's a big jack guy, um, lifts a fair bit of tin, used to be. So I think he started out in, in fitness in like a like triple jump, long jump, et cetera. Right. And then he moved into powerlifting when he sacked that off and realized that he can't exactly do a lot in the athletic industry. <laughs> Um, he says, sack that off, went to powerlifting, started YouTube, was a teacher. He is jacked out of his eyeballs. Now, he's spoken on this topic as well. And he said that I take my shirt off and I look shredded year round. He goes, but I don't hold any fat on my upper body. Mm. And he goes, and this is why I don't post photos of my legs. legs yeah. <laughs> it's because I hold all my fat on my legs. So uh, he's like, I never have any definition of like showing like your VMO or mm. the the big line up through your rec fam and that bastard's ladder. Like he doesn't have that. Yeah. But take his shirt off. Shredded. And he <laughs> looks shredded out of his mind. And it's it's quite bizarre. Like he, he might hold a little bit on his upper back, but there's nothing around his trunk. So he's got this tiny little waist. And he's got big legs because he squats a shitload of weight and deadlifts a shitload of weight but like he looks absolutely peeled and then he gets a body fat test done he's like 15 16 percent it's like mate if i'm had to have a midsection or, or trunk like you yep. i've got to be half of your yeah body weight percentage so where am i going with this for people reduction no no no, no, no. <laughs> no for, for people that are listening at home they're like oh oh it's always the last place i lose it yeah that may be the case it may be the case that that's the last place you use it, but you will lose it. Like you can't really lose, cho sorry, choose where you lose your body fat. To give it an analogy, let's say your sink is full of water and you get a cup and you're like, right, I'm going to remove the water from this corner of the sink. You go to the sink and you remove the water and you throw it out and you move the water and you throw it out. The whole sink level drops. Yep. Now, you may lose it from some areas first, Naturally, because that's where you tend to lose it first and you tend to hold on to it in other areas. It's just you can't fight your physiology and genetics. So just be kind to yourself. And if you're, I don't know, pinching, I really want to lose this and you're grabbing, probably not the best mindset or state to be in. It's just a case of I'm losing weight. I'm making progress. I'm happy with my body at present and I'm happy with the steps and actions that I'm taking and I will get there at the end. I just need to be patient, consistent, and trust the process. And I remember that conversation of Brock talking about his bloody lean legs. Yeah. It's true, it's true though, right? Yeah. Like the the amount of uh, clients that I have that are like, oh, I really want to lose weight here. I'm like, yeah, the reason you want to lose weight there is that's probably because the place that you hold on to it the most. It's always been there kind of thing. Yeah. So it's, it's always been there. So you've never actually got lean enough to lose it all. And sometimes that last little bit of leanness, the juice just is not worth the squeeze. Uh, yeah. It's like that you're at the you're giving yourself ninety five percent to get that last five percent. Mm. And this is like how much is that last little bit really worth it to you? You've like, got to, is it gonna change your mindset around it? Yeah, you've well? really got to weigh up your quality of life, right? Because 
sure looking good naked is great sure feeling extremely comfortable in your in your body is great but like if you've got shit relationships you're not sleeping you got no libido your your um colleagues at work are commenting on mood swings like is your quality of life there just to lose an extra kilo or an extra three pound like is that really worth all the effort and time investment when you can just go yep i'm I'm fairly happy with my body. I've just never lost this last little bit. Now, I would argue that for some people, it's probably good to push themselves to the limits and really mm. test the boundaries and go, okay, let's let's see just how lean I can get. Mm. Essentially, that's what you're going to be doing yep. this year, right? You, yep. just, you just want to go, how lean can I get and actually do it correctly yeah. <laughs> this time? <laughs> not, not, be, not be necking um, tuna and being like, oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> Don't remind me. Yeah, it's... it's and just got to give yourself a lot more time than normal. Like I've got probably until October to get to that point. So that's like ages away. What are we now? Feb? Yeah. Life happens, brother. Like eight months. It's yeah. Like but that. that's plenty. Eight months, probably 10 ish, 10 to 10 ish kilos or so. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. Depending if I hold on to my muscle or not, which I'm, I'm wanting to, and I'll just put in place the things. But yeah, that's the thing. I've always stored stored it in my in my front section there a lot, and it's the last to go. But I've accepted it at yeah. the moment as well. Yeah, and I think acceptance is the key. It is, ex and also like I, I I used to thought I used to think it was a massive problem as well, and now I'm just like, no, nah, it's not a problem anymore. That's the easiest way to get rid of problems. Just just accept they're not a problem. Yeah, acceptance. Accept that they're not a problem at all. Yeah. So. That's with everything too. That's with relationships, with your your body, with ex expectations of other people, with anything. Mm. Like, accept it for what it is. You get what you get and you don't get upset. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. I like it. All right, give me a fact, Brocky boy. All right. And uh, give me an animal fact this time, mate. Eh? Okay, I'll change it up for you. I think 100 episodes, we'll do something different. <laughs> um. Animal fact for you. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> my girl. Uh, now, you're going to ask a lot of questions here. I know you're going to ask a lot of questions. So there is a caveat that according to recent estimates. Right, thank you. I'm glad you cleared that up. <laughs> there is approximately 1.4 billion insects for every human on earth. Jesus. That's a couple. <laughs> More than a couple. Yeah. So eight, eight, 8 billion people on earth. Yeah. There's 1.4 billion insects for every individual on Earth. What do you reckon is the most? I reckon ants. You got you think so, surely? Yeah, they're fucking everywhere. Ants, mosquitoes, probably out there. I mean, they're they're the most deadliest. Ants are just chilling, just building their little ant colonies. Um, locusts. Do we even have locusts here? Oh, don't think so. I think that, I think they're more of a myth, but they're like they're wiping out forest, uh, mm. forest, forests. Forests, forestry, vegetation, vegetation. Yeah, they're wiping out whole forests. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't butter it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hit me with a fact. Alrighty. Most pelicans don't dive bomb their prey; they scoop it up while treading along the water surface. To increase their chances of success, the birds the birds occasionally form hunting parties, gathering in a U shape and beating their wings on the water to coral fish into a tight cluster or drive them into the shallows. Well, there you go. 
Cheeky buggers. Double animal fact for the people. Cheeky buggers. I've um, I got a funny story. Back in like, well, I would have been maybe like 12 or 13 or something. It doesn't really matter my age. It was a while ago. We were up at Manham, which is like on the Murray River. And uh, they had a few pelicans around there and shit. And people or the actual animals? The what? <laughs> people or the actual animals? But, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to saw like an eagle when you're surrounded <laughs> by pelicans. Uh, and yeah, I just remember they fucking, there's something about them like they look at you and they could, it looks like they could rip you apart. A pelican? Yeah. A, an actual, like have you, you've seen in yeah, a yeah, while, yeah. like they're, they're quite, quite Big. large. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, I just, all I remember is I think we were either feeding them or we had food and they were like started stalking us and my dad just bolted. Just left us. Just fucking see you later. See you, Bobby Louie. Oh, so he's good in a crisis, yeah. eh? <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. It was just like chasing him and shit. He must have had food or something. But I just remember it so so well. It was so funny. I was like, just chasing him. Real good in a crisis. Oh, Bob. Well oh, done. Bob. Well done, Bob. Shout out to the great man. Shout out, Bobby Louie. <laughs> okay, let's get stuck into some questions. Now, for the people listening at home, we're not going to go through listeners' questions. We're going to ask each other a couple of personal questions. Um, just to give people a bit more insight into mm. potentially us or maybe questions that we've wanted to ask each other and haven't or mm. whatever that may be. So my first question to you, mm. what is the best bit of advice you've ever received? Yeah. So it was something so simple. And if you thought about it, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But then when you dig into it deeper over the years, it just comes up in different ways and then you expand on it as you hear it more often and you're like, actually, they, what they're saying is so simple, it can mean so much. So it was from my parents and it was basically don't keep up with the Joneses. And it's like, we don't need all these fancy stuff to kind of be happy and live a, a joyful life. And it just stuck with me throughout the, and it was, it wasn't something I even thought about. Like, and that's what's really good about, like if you have good parents and stuff or someone in your corner, like telling you like just little things like that, and the view of it, of like, I don't really need that. And I, and I get it's probably because I'm also a male as well. Like some people just don't give a fuck. And I know females may give a little bit more that way, but it, she, like both my parents, like instilled in us that we don't need to keep up with everyone else around us. Like even just like, oh, but Thingy's mum said that we could do that. It's like, well, you're not, I'm not, you're my, like, yeah, like, Sort of like a rain your rain race sort of thing. Is that the yeah, way you basically like? Because I would say, oh, ex's mum said this. Is like, well, I'm not ex's mum. I'm your mum, and this is what we're doing, kind of thing. We don't need to like posture or do shit like that. And it just Fuck ex. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it's just, sorry, Elon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, and just over the years, it would just creep up, and it, it's it's just a quick filter of like, I don't need to do that. Like it can easily bury you because you're trying to keep up with other people's perceptions of you than your own perception of yourself of like what do you actually want? Like, is this actually what you want right now? Like sometimes it might be, some people might like push you harder and that's really good. But other times it's like you should feel this way you should do this certain thing so then I feel better about myself when you're around me kind of thing 
And it just, yeah, over the years, it's just kind of, it's been a good frame. And as simple as it is, and a lot of people say it, and that's fine. They may have just said it because, but I think deep down, it really hit me throughout the years. And it's kind of given me peace of mind as well. Because you you could also think you're missing out, like FOMO, as the kids say these, well, I think they say FOMO. I know when I was a kid, they kind of said that, which is just the fear of missing out on something. But it's like, like we said before, like it's not a problem. So don't think of it as a problem. Like, oh, I wish I was going out with that. But, but like, why? Like, wish I had that car. Why? Like, I had a WRX, which is like, Sexy, it was you know, a sick, sick boy car, right? Yeah. Um, out of the what four years that I had it or something, I had one girl say nice car. The rest were all dudes. It's like going to the gym, man. Eh? Yeah, exactly like going to the gym. <laughs> and the thing is, well, you you learn those. I wouldn't say mistakes, but you learn along the way, like what it actually is about. It's like not about the car. It's just about like where you're going and who you're with when you're in that car and making memories kind of thing. Yes, it's good to go fast sometimes, um, but that, that quickly dies out. And and it's the same with the gym. Like you go in there for the validation of other girls or other people, but then you learn about yourself and you learn that you can push yourself and go, get stronger and and then now teach other people and change their lives. So it's something so small, but it can't, like a seed or something and it turns into a massive tree. Yeah, and that's and even when you say stuff to people as well, sometimes you don't even know that it might affect them. So be very careful what you say, especially to kids, like because they're sucking up everything. And I've brought it before, but like when I said to my niece, "Oh, there's been people on the moon before," and then she went straight to my sister and says, "Like people live on the moon." I'm like, okay, I got a bit too young for saying stuff like this, but I I, I don't think it's too young. I like I like challenging like my nieces and stuff and explaining things and not talking to them like they're a child but explaining it to a, like a lower level but above them so like she's in like one year one or whatever I would like try and explain like a third year grade or fourth year grade kind of thing and obviously it's hard for me sometimes but there's there's apps out there that could help you <laughs> so yeah I, that's what I would say okay I've got a secondary question on the end of that mm. and I know that <laughs> Elmer made comment on this yesterday do you think your choice of clothing uh, came from that mindset? Because you were like, clothing is something that's not important to me. Mm. So I'm just going to wear whatever I feel comfortable in. Shout, oh, shout out to the pineapple shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't give a fuck. And I thought it was funny. And it was it was something of never never valuable to you. Whereas I think some people will get the Balenciaga, the Louis Vuitton, mm. the Gucci yeah. as a way of virtual signaling of like, I, I don't know, have this amount of money or yep. I dress this certain way. Yeah. Just so other people can... There's lots of virtue signaling in the world. It is. and Just do you, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and I get also some people may not feel confident without wearing that stuff. And maybe as they go on, they realize that it's not about the clothing. It's about the way that they act and feel in the world. And sometimes that clothing or said thing mm -hmm. may make them act that way. And I'm all for that. And again, you do you, whatever. But yeah, I think it's like that deep-rooted thing of like, I don't care. And then like, I've got some nice clothes and I don't have nice clothes. Like whatever I will, like whatever I wear, I don't feel any different. Like sometimes it might, oh yeah, I look good and people may compliment more that, oh fuck, you, you scrap off, all right? Like, yeah, but like personally, I don't feel any different. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah I get you. I get you. Okay, mm -hmm. hit me with one. All right, I got one for you, mate. 
what steps can you take to simplify your life and focus on what truly matters to you? Okay. So the first one would be something that I often encourage other people to do, but I very rarely do well myself. That would be time blocking. Mm. Um, I think allotting tasks a time and then when that time passes, just moving on to the next thing. Uh, I need to get better at that. Um, and the other one would probably be something around this bloody thing looking at me now, the usage of my phone. Mm. Um, I've probably already started taking the steps this year. Um, I've had a conversation with Mitch about, Hey, Hey, if I don't reply to you like immediately, it's got nothing to do with you. It's just that I've got other priorities in my life right now. And, and I think most of the people understand that now if it's a simple like they've asked a question then i will hit back straight away or if it's something work related i'll usually hit back straight away mm. but if it's something where we're just having a conversation about our day-to-day -day or whatever it may be and this could be this could be absolutely anyone i'll provided it's not on like a an instagram or something i'll open the message go okay and i'll do a quick assessment of how high this is in this my priority list of things to do right now? Do I need to reply to this? Because I'm, I'm going to get a reply on talking about this thread and is this moving me further towards towards where I want to go mm. work-wise or whatever? Mm -hmm. As you know, there's always something we can be doing. We run our own businesses. Yep. So there's always something we can be doing, developing a new program, uh, working, on a, working on a website. Hey, oh, <laughs> hey, oh. Um, there's so many things that we could be doing. So. Yep. I think being more efficient with time is the main one and, and time blocking and then parameters with this thing. Now I've been, I've been much better this year of, and I think it'll get to the point where I'll let those close to me know I'm going to reply to personal messages between these hours mm. because it gets to a point where you could end up spending so much time of your day just communicating with people that you yeah. connect with. Definitely. And as, as I've mentioned to you off air, there's a little bit of a, um, all of my close friends uh, are in a state at the moment. Mm. So for me to connect with people, like on the, the level that I connect with you, the level that I connect with Mitch, it has to be done through my phone at present. Yeah. So I'm in this sort of pull back and forth of like, I really want to connect with those that I value and can have these deeper conversations and uh, talk about next moves in life or whatever it may be or hardships or whatever. To have those conversations has to be done through my phone, but I also don't want to be using my phone because so I'm in this finding that balance. Mm -hmm. And I think that time blocking may be the answer. Yeah. So, well, it's funny you say that. Like I remember the first time I kind of saw someone go, I am available and re reply to these emails at this time and this time. And it was our landlord in London sent us an email saying Rui Rion Rui I don't know I can't remember his name I'm <laughs> but he's like I reply between these hours I was like interesting I've never never heard that before yeah so I'm I'm thinking of doing that but but with like you for example with like close close friends they're the only thing and my phone says on do not disturb a large percentage of the time mm. this year anyway and I've actually had people going oh okay Mr. Do Not Disturb I'm like really I'm like well hang on Hang on, that's me re respecting my internal peace yeah. because I've got other things that I want to do. Or it may not even be I have other things to do. It may just be I need to just 
relax and and do me right now but yeah i've had i've had comments of uh is your phone like ever not on do not disturb and i'm like it is but like if it's on do not disturb it's i'm either i'm either working yeah. or i'm just need some time to myself whether i'm processing something or thinking about something or trying to develop something whatever it may be just going for a walk along the beach and i, I don't want to take my phone with me so it's a way of signifying to people of like i'm not replying to messages right now yeah But I think maybe like having something somewhere being like, I'll get back to messages at these times. Well, there's things on the app that you can do as well. Like if you have a custom and you can actually send a message to them because it's, it's happened um, a couple of times when I send a message to one of my clients, he's got it like, oh, I'm driving right now. Yeah, yeah. So you could say something, I'm taking me time right now because I've seen when we texted once and then like the next thing you're like on do not disturb it's like, oh, cheeky bug he's doing something like that. <laughs> Dr. Do not disturb strikes again. Yeah, so that's probably that's probably the big one for me. Um and I think that will simplify my life. Hmm. I generally think it will. So get yeah, more shit done as well. Like the whole Parkinson's law. It's been it's been it's been massive for me this year. So I had an had an incident at the start of the week, obviously the, the someone hit and ran my car mm. and that took away from me getting ahead of things that I wanted to do before this weekend. So we could just spend time together, connect, be present. Um, but up until that point, I've been ahead of everything. I've been prepping check-ins on a Sunday. I do them on a Monday. Like I've been so ahead of everything and I was getting to the point where I was creating space to be like, okay, now I can progress. Mm. Now I can level up. Now I can, start a website now I, can, <laughs> I do all these things yeah, yeah and it's because i've been going okay this is a dedicated time for this this is a dedicated time for this like I, we schedule the podcast in every week yeah. and we know that's going to be roughly an hour hour oh, and a half of our yeah. time Max. and it's something that's in there every week and it's once it's done it's it's done yeah why can't i do that with other times i know it's ridiculous i'm the same man it's like fuck i need to just like if i need something done i'm just gonna block it yeah it's great my ADHD brain run. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't really suffer with that. Not that I think. Yeah. Which is lucky. Okay. All right. Question for you. Yeah. So in London, you were at around about 120 kegs. I hope you don't mind me sharing that. No, that's fine, man. So you're around 120 kegs. Now, now I would assume you're somewhere around that 90 to 95 mark. Yeah. About, I think it was about 96, 97 now. Okay. So, what was the turning point for you? What was was there like a, a paradigm shifting moment, an aha moment? Um, and if so, what was that turning point for you to be like, you know what, I'm going to start prioritizing my health and fitness? Yeah. So it's funny because like throughout the years, like I'd, I'd since I was 17, I was lifting. Um, and I did a bodybuilding show, so I've always been in fitness, um, but it was more like got to get massive, got to get muscle, and it was not really like looking after my health a huge but it was obviously in my mind like I, I i enjoyed it but i didn't know exactly all the ins and outs of stuff conscious uh, incompetence there you go i was like <laughs> yeah un unconsciously incompetent or something no or consciously un incompetent yeah, yeah. consciously, consciously incompetent. incompetent yeah you knew, exactly. you knew what you're trying to do but you didn't yeah didn't really know yeah. and there wasn't like a huge amount of like stuff out there like when i was a little 17 year old which is like, yeah, what, 15 years or something? Yeah. About that. No, 16. <laughs> uh, 
And so when I was in London, I yeah got real big. Like ankle was fucked, so obviously I kept going up. But I said to myself, oh, I'm just bulking, bro. Just bulking and dirty bulk. bulking and whatever. And I'm like, all right, I need to lose some weight or whatever. So I'm just like trying to figure out like what's in stuff. And I like met you and I was like, oh, I just asked Google how much, um, how long it takes for like protein to digest from like a chicken breast. And then that got me to this uh, blog post from a guy called Mike Matthews. And then he's just explaining everything of like, yeah, well, you need to like know like how long it takes, and then you got to kind of work out if you want to lose weight. You got to get your calories in. I was like, "What the fuck's a calorie? What the fuck's a calorie?" Oh, I had no idea. And this is the thing: like, it's a unit of energy. When I did bodybuilding, like, I had like a brief conversation with someone of like, "How much should I be eating?" or Whatever, and it was like, "Oh, you should be having like 150 grams of, of chicken, but like not protein or anything." Like, I didn't really know those terms. So I was just like reading. I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, oh, I can get information off the internet through like whatever I want now. So it was, it was a light bulb moment at that point of like, I can actually do some research myself and find out things. And that just led me through all these blog posts, calories, macros, um, exercise, all this kind of thing. And then podcasts, that was the first time I heard of a podcast as well. So this was like 2016 or so. So now I'm like reading, listening to podcasts, get introduced to like the Mind Pump crew, Lane Norton, all that within like a year space. You've and then all the evidence-based people like Eric Helms, um, all those kind of people. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Because I used to be on the train and just do like Candy Crush and stuff. And now I'm like reading articles and listening to podcasts and YouTube videos and stuff. And I was like, this is crazy. Um, and I remember like how much I didn't know I was writing down the food I was eating and I'd probably think of my fitness power. I was like, oh, okay. I'll use it. And the thing is, I had it downloaded. It's so funny because everyone has it downloaded. You never know when. It's like, oh, yeah. Every time I ask someone, they're like, oh, yeah, I've downloaded that before. So someone's told someone to download it, right? Or it just comes with the phone. Who knows? But someone's told them to download it a few years ago and then they're just like, oh, it's too hard. And then they give up. But then I will tell them and they're like, oh, yeah, I have downloaded it before. And then they start using it. So I was like, this is so much easier instead of like trying to write it down and figuring out how much mm-hmm. it weighs and stuff. Game changer. It was a massive game changer. And ever since then, I was like 2,500 calories. Let's go. And I would have Snickers bars and chips within that. Um, still have all my like eggs and bacon and all that. I was like, just about calories. And then as as time got on, I'm like, oh, maybe I should eat like a bit healthier and then yeah the rest is history and it has and i emailed mike um a couple years ago thanking him about that article that he wrote about chicken uh he's fiddly and stronger right uh that was his book bigger leaner stronger bigger league stronger and his ladies one was like fiddlina yeah something yeah mike's got good content yeah and yeah i thanked him and he replied and he's like oh thank you like that's just made my day. And yeah, stuff. yeah, like, yeah. No, it's like just because he knows that now I'm helping people with health and fitness. So, goosebumps. Yeah, it's a bit cold in here. No, 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 nothing to do with the cold because that's what we do in this industry, mm. right? And I can think of times that I've got messages from people that I don't work with or that I haven't, there's been no money exchanged. Mm-hmm. 
and you're just posting something on social media and you can get mm. a message being like, hey, I've done this because of you. Yeah. So it's a great feeling. You, I've had that you, as well. You sending that message to Mike, mm -hmm. props to you. Mm. I think more people, if they have been impacted or influenced or, and in a positive way, should send that message. Yeah, definitely. And the thing is as well, you, you've also got to drop your ego too because you could help someone out and then they're like, oh yeah, I would have done it myself or someone compliments them and it's like, yeah, it was all me. But really, it's not all you. It's all the inputs that you get from other people, what you're learning. Yes, it, you might have like gone out there and learned it yourself, but it's 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 not just you. You are not self-made really. Yeah. So I've got, got a secondary question on the back of that. Sorry, oh. both of my questions have come with secondary yeah. ones. Why Googling the digestion of chicken? Yeah, <laughs> why, was a, that, why was that the first one? I think it was to do with like back in the day, you would have um, casein protein as, as well. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I remember hearing something about just taking like as the bodybuilding scene was like, like well, I wonder if I just had like a chicken breast and it could just like go throughout the night. Because that was my line of thinking. It's like, if I'm having casein at night, it's going to go for a longer period of time throughout. Now we know it's fucking whatever. Yeah. But, I was like, what about if I had chicken? Would chicken last as long okay, as Okay, so case? that's where the... the that's where my reasoning was. I was okay. like, oh, maybe I, if I just... Because I was chicken. like, that's a very strange thing to snowball this whole... Yeah, and I'm so glad I did it. Yeah. Because it was just like, why do I have to keep having like... Now, see, from that, what stemmed on the back of it was you talking to me about things and the quote that you, you know, you know what I'm talking about right now is you could say it to me right now. The quote that you said to me came from probably you also stemming on the back of that as well. So maybe I need to send an email to Mike. Mm, maybe you do. <laughs> hey, one of my mates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, forever learning. Forever learning, brother. And that's where we both are now. Like staying up to date on any science that comes out, any yep. research that comes out. I mean, we could have a science segment coming. Yeah, look at that one. Cheeky, cheeky. Okay, hit me with one more. All right, I got you the last one. How do you want to be remembered by those who know you? Now, you know I've got the five values thing that I bring mm -hmm. up, right? Those five values are because you want people to be seeing you as that, right? Usually the values that you hold is because that's how you want other people to see you so i'd probably leave with the values now the other thing with that question how do you want to be remembered by those who know you so my values health happiness one and two interchangeable so happy and healthy would be there hmm. uh, third is love so and i would include kindness in that so l lovely kindness like a, a giver of love giver of kindness Fourth is honesty. I would like to think that I'm pretty radically honest sometimes, sometimes to my detriment because yeah. <laughs> I should probably keep my mouth shut sometimes. The fifth one is simple. This one I've been tossing around with lately because um, I'm not a simple guy. <laughs> so I don't think I'll ever be remembered as simple. Um, the other one is I was speaking um, about my purpose on New Year's and I was discussing... I asked the question to to the group of like, uh, why do you think you're here? Why do you think you're 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 Earth side? Why what like what's your why? What's your driving purpose? And um, they flung the question back to me, and I'm like, I I I believe I'm living mine. I just want to make the world a happier and healthier place, one person at a time. Mm. There's something else that's propped up to mine, um, and it's I want to be a bit of a 
a leader of like showing i think we've lost what true masculinity really is so true masculinity is a dangerous man but he chooses not to use that so i'd like to be a bit of a leader and i've I've got a lot, of, a lot of younger brothers, right? So I'd like mm. to be a bit of a leader in that space and be remembered as a guy that wasn't afraid to show his emotions. I've cried on this podcast a couple mm. of times. A couple of times. I want to be remembered as a guy that's not afraid to do that. Mm. Uh, a guy that's willing to reach out to friends, that's going to offer that support, that I've got no issue coming to you and you know I've done it and being like, mate, I'm struggling at the moment. That's that's masculinity. Okay, I'm not, I'm not doing okay. That's masculinity. But then being like, hard nose and be like I'm going to get the shit done then. Mm -hmm. like I want to be remembered as a leader in, in that regard so making the world happy and healthier time and someone that lives me which I'd like to think mm -hmm. I just do me <laughs> I just do me all you the do, time <laughs> be the unicorn baby um, so a, a guy that is remembered by the five values I lifted so happy healthy lovely or kind and honest mm. it's always just himself and then is a bit of a leader of rediscovering what true masculinity is because I think there's a bit of a masculinity crisis at the moment so it'd be nice to be remembered on, on that front that's beautiful I think you will be and you just keep going and I'm sure those, those might change or grow upon that as well of how you might be remembered that's something that's only just come to me recently hmm. but there you go and that's the thing yeah, the more yeah. you grow the more you can define it and simplify it as yeah as a as one statement or something even yeah and I really, I really do believe that. I really that that quote of true masculinity is is a dangerous man that chooses to harness it. Like, let's say, I'm I'm assuming you'd be the same. Um, let's say a, a dog's attacking Nala, you'd become a dangerous man pretty much. Oh, <laughs> dangerous! And this isn't even children, right? Yep. So I want to be, I want to, I want to build a vessel that I can be a dangerous man in, if needed. Mm. And choose not to use that and then choose to go, okay, I can show this emotion. I can show this emotion. I can support you through this time of need to my partner in the future mm -hmm. if ever she decides to turn up somewhere. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, that, that one is really growing and developing on me as of late of like be, be a leader. Yep. And that's not just in like terms of health and fitness and running a marathon and being like, look, I can do this. Not, not in that regard. It's the, the masculinity around of like – encouraging these sort of conversations the conversations that we have the the showing of your emotions like that's that's not weak mm. that's that's showing vulnerability and there's strength in showing your vulnerability there's strength in showing any of your i don't know weaknesses if if i had to, had to use that word i think that is something that will continue to blossom over time Definitely. especially with someone like yourself someone like a like a mitch mm. i think true masculine men not, yeah. not, not the toughen up, mate. Yeah, come on, mate, toughen <laughs> up. And and also, I think you need to might you you might need to do some more bicep curls for those guns, bro. <laughs> mate, once the marathon is over, I am going on a bowl. <laughs> I, I was I was actually saying to someone the other day. This is completely off topic now. Um, I was saying to someone the other day. <laughs> I think I'll be eating more calories at the end of the marathon prep than yeah. what I will during a bulk. Mm. Just because I'm chewing through so many. Yeah. Like you would be. Ridiculous. There's another expense. I talked about how expensive like long distance is the amount of food, food. you got food you gotta get yeah. in. Okay. Well, that's right. good, man. That's a wrap. I think that's I think that's a wrap. Episodes done. Hundred episodes. Love you, man. Love you, brother. We gotta uh, do another hundred, I think. Let's go uh let's go celebrate all things you. 
Let's Big do Brad's it. Brad's birthday. Get ready. Got me birthday. So that's a wrap, people. Fucking share this shit. Do you want to do the outro? Yeah, I could do the outro. All right. So that is a wrap for today's episode. We just want to say thank you so much for listening to us. Now, if you got any value from this episode, we would love for you to share it on your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us at Brain Body Movement, at Brad Dapper, and at Brock underscore Doug Leach. So we can say thanks. It would also mean the world to us if you'd share it with your family and friends and leave us a five-star review. It helps us to expand, get into more people's ears, and ultimately help others. Now, you know, after 100 episodes, before we go, we've got to leave you with a few things. Make your damn bed, get your steps in, and be kind to one another. Cheers. And then we got stuck into the questions. Anyway, enjoy the show. Yeah, boy. Oh, man. <laughs> How good. Great. That's good vibes. It's way easier in person.